right, welcome back, world, to the Verbal Intercourse Podcast. Got your host, Nick Walker, back in the building. Shout out to all the supporters, all the listeners, all the people that's been buying merch. Shout out to everybody that's, that's been streaming the podcast. We are very grateful, and we got plenty more left in the tank, and we're going to keep it rolling. Shout out to my special guest today, Fifth Child. What's up, man? Amazing artist, man. Appreciate it, bro. Deeply rooted in Mississippi, strong black male, great role model. Great having you on today, dog. Man, it's a pleasure. Finally. Hey, finally, <laughs> finally. We've been talking about finally, it, but, right. finally, but finally you yeah, on here, man. Man, it's a pleasure having you, man. And, uh, you know, tomorrow's Juneteenth, and and you got an album that's coming out, Untitled. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get right into it, man. Um, tomorrow's Juneteenth, Day of Black Liberation in the U.S., and, you know, a lot of people got a different, uh, a bunch of different emotions about it, especially... As of late, because the federal government just passed legislation that made it a federal holiday. So we're going to get right into it. How, how do you feel about, first of all, what do you think about Juneteenth being made into a federal holiday? And how do you personally feel about, I would say, the commercial the, the commercial aspect of what's going on right now? Um, I kind of look at Juneteenth as... As even just like my birthday, yeah. it's like whether everybody else rec- recognized it or not, we was gonna celebrate anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's just the way it's, it's been, and um, particularly the last couple of years, because I know Jackson typically has the uh, the Juneteenth on Farish mm-hmm. uh, celebration. So I've, I've performed at a couple of those. Yeah, I saw um, mm-hmm. Performed at a couple of those, but then my so my last project, which is called Which Way Is Up, mm-hmm. came out Juneteenth. 2018. Okay. Um, I had my my first date with my wife after my performance wow. on, at the Juneteenth Festival <laughs> in 2019. Wow. And um, we got married a year later during the pandemic on wow. Juneteenth 2020. Hey, that's and crazy. so celebrate my one year anniversary yeah. and releasing this new project on Juneteenth uh, 2021. And um, it's it's kind of been. I mean, I'm I'm glad that everybody else is like is is getting on board with it and stuff. Yeah. But it's kind of been one of those things where it was like it was just a date that was special, special to me. Yeah, like special, regardless yeah. if it was yeah recognized commercially. You right. Know what I'm saying? Not saying I'm the first person to celebrate Juneteenth, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But just like it it was important to me in my household yeah. either way. So yeah, man, that's that's crazy that you know. You got all of those dates aligning on like a special day in in Black American history. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit about your album, Untitled. You mm-hmm. know, um, the 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 last Untitled album I heard was in 08, Nas's Untitled album, and I listened to your album last night, and it's amazing, by the way. I hope you're not just saying. No, that no, 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 dog. I ain't just saying it because because like I like you know like I love bars. Yeah. And like and like. You got, I don't want to talk about the songs before it come out, uh-huh. but you got songs that I really, that really touched me because, you know, I work home, health, physical therapy, so I ride around all day. So I, so when I'm listening to an album, I'm listening to the same track three, four times in a row before I go. And as far as, you know, product, the production sounds good. The bars are definitely there and elite. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about your creative process mm-hmm. because did you, did you, um, I would say, find any inspiration from Nas's Untitled album and talk a little bit about your creative process to make it? Um, 
No. 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 That's crazy. No. That's crazy. Not even a little bit. And I'm gonna tell you why, because the the idea to make the album untitled, that is uh, an idea that's like a week old. For real? <laughs> a week old. Because because I, I was playing around with different, you know, titles. Like I was I was making songs for the project. And uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to call it the Roman numeral five. And then folks were like, so it's your fifth album? I'm like, nah, it's the ninth one. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess that is confusing. <laughs> and then I was like, and then, man, maybe, you know, it's like I've been doing so long, and I'm going to just call it Timeless. And I'm like, that's kind of corny. Yeah. And I was sitting there trying to like, yeah. but um, I was trying to, like, I try to really listen to, to my creator. I try to listen to God and, like, just listen for inspiration particularly when it comes to the album title because I know how important that is of setting the tone for things and it seemed like every title I was coming to I'm like man I'm forcing it yeah I'm, I'm I'm really really forcing it and then when it came to the idea like man we just we just not gonna, not gonna have a title it's it's just gonna be untitled, untitled. but the first person that, it was funny that you that you asked about Nas yeah. because Nas wasn't the first person I thought of when I think was singing Untitled. I was yeah. like, you know, D'Angelo had the album called Untitled. He did too. You know, because Nas is really called Nigger. I don't yeah. know if I'm supposed yeah. to say it on yeah, here, it was. Nas yeah. was called yeah, Nigger. Yeah, you can see it. But um <laughs> but I was like, Yeah, man, but I'm like, that's so that's so audacious to yeah. to even be like, Yeah, I'm in the league with D'Angelo. But then I was like, I want people to hear this and be like who do you think you are? Yeah, like that. Not like, even naming the album. <laughs> no, for real. I, I, I wanted people. I want people to. That's why I want people to walk away from this project with like, who do you? Who do you think you are? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, anybody who has been close enough to me to have this conversation, I know I've been saying that we're approaching the year 2021 with with the attitude of a mediocre white man. Yeah, it's like who's there's no such thing as imposter syndrome. Right. There's no such thing as underqualified. It's like no, like yeah, I I deserve you know. Yeah, and, that's, and that was my attitude. Like you can even hear it in the bars. Like mm -hmm. from from the last album, it's like it's it's there's still a humility there, but it's also like I know who I am. Real Whether talk. you know or not, yeah. I know who I am. So, yeah, for sure. So like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna put out an album called Untitled. That's right. Hey, <laughs> you know, for what sure. I'm hey, and I feel it, and especially like. <laughs> Especially in like some of the tracks in the album, just like you said, I can see the transition from your past work from like you know humility to where like I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk a little shit on this one. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that because I like, I like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes, hey, sometimes you just have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know, I'm a king today. You know what I'm saying? I'm a king every day, but especially today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and that's amazing, dog. You know. And so that's crazy that you that you didn't find the inspiration between Nas Untitled. I, maybe I wanted that to happen because you know <laughs> I know that's your boy. I know that's your boy. I, 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 wanted, I wanted that to happen. <laughs> I know but real talk though, because cause I would say, you know, with comparing the two the two bodies of work, Nas Untitled is kind of it's very introspective into you know Black American culture. Talks about the word nigga. Talks about you know socially conscious racism, all of that stuff. Fried chicken was on there. Is that fried, the yep. Yeah, fried, fried chicken, chicken was on there. A coon picnic. Yep, yep. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. All, all that yeah. stuff was on there. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's crazy. But man, yeah, shout out to you, man. That's I appreciate. Yeah, it. yeah. So, so on the album, you know, you span a different, you you span a wide range of topics, even though it's still 
I would say a concept album mm. at the end of the day. But you but you talk about, you know, basically um self confidence. You talk about um talking to you 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 had a track where you you had visions of commu- conversations with some of the slain black women that that has happened over the past few years mm-hmm. the Sandra Bland uh you know to that nature and so when you was cut when you was putting all of this together you know did you find it therapeutic or did you be have to like kind of hold back some because I know putting putting socially conscious black uh black music together can be I would say therapeutic as well but also kind of like man I'm leaving all my emotions out here and I kind of I'm kind of I would say exhausted that I have mm-hmm. to talk about this um I don't know if you are a not necessarily a religious person but you're, yeah. if you're familiar with the Bible at yeah, all. yeah yeah for sure and in the story of Jonah yeah okay so obviously with Jonah God was like okay I need you to go over here I need you to talk to these people and tell them this. And Jonah's like, man, I don't feel like telling these people this. You know, yeah. the guy's like, I need you to go over here and talk to these people and tell them this. Man, whatever. I'm just going to do what I do. I'm going to run away from it. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're not. You can't swallow by a whale. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to wait for three days. You're going to sit. And then it's like, and then you're going to go back here and talk to these people. And eventually his obedience is like, whether you we can do this the easy way or the hard way, really? you know what I'm saying. And so, with particularly with that song, with say her name, it was one of those things where it's like you're gonna carry this, Stephen, until you write about it. Right. You're gonna carry this fifth until you put it in the words, until you put it in the music, until you because mm. that that was one of those songs, and I had a lot of them like that on on which way is up, mm-hmm. particularly with this with this project, that was one of the ones that, that stands out to me where it's two, three o'clock in the morning and, and I cannot go to sleep until I get all this out. So not only did I, did I write it cause I had the beat for a while, you know, I made the beat months before and I just didn't know what I was going to do with it. And I knew I didn't want to force it. But then once it started, you know, coming out, it was like, Okay, yeah, you 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 have to write this song. Like you have to write this song. Really? And I'm like, but the song, you know, four four different people, four verses. That's a long song. Yeah. Like five minutes long. That's yeah. a very long song. Yeah, Do people really want to listen to yeah. five minutes? That's two songs, and you know, right now really? it's like you're gonna write this whole song about all four of these women. Mm-hmm. You know, and and honor them the way it's supposed to be. Just you're not you're not called to be impressive. You're just called to be obedient. Yeah. So just do what I tell you. And so I was like, okay. And so once the first verse was was done, the rest of them just bam. Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, and then it got to the point where it's like, okay, well, yeah, we're using these sound bites and stuff like that. It was it was all coming out then. And my process is normally I record, I write some. And record it like immediately, so I can make sure I get the flow down. However, I had it, you know, in, head. in okay. my head, and then come back weeks later, months later, after I've listened to it for a while and re-record it with, you know, just more emphasis on certain words. Just record it better, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And that didn't happen, and it couldn't happen on this track because I tried to re-record it, and I was like, man, you were almost in tears. On the you know yeah, when you're recording so, so the song, it's perfect, and it's yeah. like so don't don't touch it, just leave it where it's at. If there's imperfections, there's supposed to be imperfections there. Yeah. You know you're an imperfect person, but that raw emotion, you know, just 
carried out through through that song. So that's you hear it. You're hearing what happened at three o'clock that day. Wow. Three o'clock in the morning. Wow, right? that's a, that's amazing, dog. Cause when I cause when I heard it, I was like, you know, searching through our hip hop, I haven't heard a song like that. You know, because what I like about you and this album is that this this album, I feel like is what hip hop should be doing right now as far as the era that we living in. So so um and you know in, in your music you talked a little bit about the gimmick rappers and you tied to auto tune and stuff like that. So talk to me a little bit about that. Do you feel like hip hop should be more socially conscious how it was in the late eighties, early nineties? Right now? No. No. Why not? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The reason I say why not is because well for one I do believe that the hip hop is, or music in general, art in general, yeah, is is a time capsule. Right. Like I like to be able to listen to something from 1970 and know, okay, this is what's going on in, in the world at that time. Like you know, you got people from you know the Vietnam War who are coming back and dealing yeah. with all these emotions, and this person's in office. Like I like that time capsule mm -hmm. aspect of it, and I think that. In its own way, a lot of the commercial music that's out right now is still a time capsule. Like it really is where where people are at right now. You know, like yeah. for better or for worse. Um, and I think that there are certain ways that they can deliver a message where people who are outsiders may not see the may not understand the lingo behind it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. there are certain Migo songs that you're gonna listen to where if you are <laughs> you if, right. if you don't know anything about what they're talking about, it sounds like, oh man, they're just talking about blah blah blah. But yeah, like no, they're they're painting a picture of exactly what they're seeing. Yeah, man, yeah. there's somebody there's somebody in the world who's yeah, gonna yeah. look back on that and say, I know exactly mm -hmm. what, they what they're about. talking about. Yeah. I've been in that in that kitchen yeah. over that stove. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. whipping it like a stir fry. Yeah. Like yeah. I know exactly what that, you know? Yeah. And so I appreciate I appreciate all those voices. So now having said that, there's gonna be some stuff I listen to and some stuff I just don't. Yeah. You know? And if that's if that's not your story, if you're not in the kitchen whipping this like a stir fry, then you might can't then relate I to don't necessarily I don't necessarily yeah. want to hear you yeah. talk about it. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. that's what it is. In the same way where it's like, yeah, man, <laughs> I, I just I just want people to be authentic. Whatever your authentic looks like. That's yeah. that's what I care about at the end of the day. I hey, I definitely feel that. I was listening to Migos new album and Quavo said uh uh, sipping on dirt and the whiskey, and I had to, I had to Google. I'm like, what is dirt and the whiskey? Like, what is this? <laughs> it's lean. I, I did not know that. I was like, this is crazy. Hey, <laughs> and, and you know, and, and that bar is just as is just as valid and important as Jay Z saying. Uh, Japanese ice over circular whiskey. Yeah. On my, I mean, circular ice on Japanese whiskey. I'm yeah. from my mezzanine, yeah. overlooking the city of Angels. Like, I knew what he was talking about because I have some of those little ice cube molds where you can make real talk. circle ice, yeah, and it's yeah, like, I oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people are like, oh, what the heck is he talking yeah, about? Nah, you know, so, nah, I kid you not. I was like, 15 <laughs> minutes ago, I googled Dirk and the whiskey, and he got a whole song <laughs> called Dirk and the whiskey where he just talking about lean. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Whatever, so, you, whatever your authentic is, man. Real talk. So, so um, 
Juneteenth. Let's let's talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to that a little bit. So, um, like I was talking about earlier, um, federal legislators they done made it a federal holiday. Mm-hmm. And then um, yesterday, I was looking, I was looking on the news, and they and the big debate right now is critical race theory. Like, what should be taught in schools about um, from from public schools about um, race and slavery and civil rights and all of that type of stuff. And you got um, you got these really, I would say, conservative people saying that you shouldn't and racist. You shouldn't teach race in. You shouldn't teach race and and about America, America's real history in the school system. And then you know you got this side that's saying that you should you should be able to talk about that. And and so it's kind of contradictory because you made the you made the um, holiday a federal holiday, but yet. The country is having a full-blown debate on critical race theory. So basically, you want a bunch of people to be out of school, but not tell them why they being out of school. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? So talk to me a little bit about how you feel about that. I think it's absolutely absurd. Yeah. And and that's that's when you should be that's when you should be really concerned and worried when people are trying to make a legitimate argument. To change history books, yeah, because they could say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they they could change history books to say anything. If you're gonna omit a part of of history, um, and try to only shape it to to stuff that makes you look good, that like how can you how can you hate communists and how can you speak so so strongly against communists and that's the most communist thing I could think of. <laughs> Real like, talk. A communist Real dictator talk. thing yeah. I could think of. Like, yeah. that's some Castro type yeah. stuff to, to be yeah. like, nah, you know. Shaping that's ideology. Not, that's, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, yeah. That's, that's, that's evil. But it's evil, but it's par for the course. Yeah. It's par for what what is like yeah mm-hmm. that that sounds about right that sounds like what you yeah know, I, what, I'm what not they surprised yeah right? I'm not I'm not thoroughly surprised it's just like it's it's just crazy contradictory like mm-hmm. in yeah. the same week <laughs> you know what I'm saying and the interesting thing about critical race theory is that this debate has been going on since the 80s so. So Juneteenth, I was a full-blown adult before I even knew what that was. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it's it's all these black figures, uh, you know, Fred Hampton, people like that, that people are just learning about due to movies, you know. And so, so in your world of music and hip-hop and just culture, period, do you think that artists should have a responsibility to kind of, you know, you might be, you know, you might be onto your own thing, but it kind of reminded me of, you know, when Lil Baby performed that, that track. Well, when he recorded that track where he was riding on the bike in the march. Yeah. I felt like he did something different because he felt the need to do something different in that particular instance. Do you think regardless of whatever kind of artist you are, you should at least have a few socially conscious records in your bag? I learned more black history listening to <clears throat> Dead Prayers, Let's Get Free. Real. Then at school. Then I ever did <laughs> at school. Yeah. yeah. I heard names on Dead Prayers, Let's Get Free that I never heard in school. Real. Um, I was like a very, very big, um, like, quality and most deaf, you know, fan. And what's funny is, you know, even going back to, not to, you know, yeah. get off track, but when you were mentioning uh, Say Her Name, and you said you never heard a song like that. Mm-hmm. The first song that I thought about as I was playing it back and listening to it 
is a song that inspired me a lot, which was Four Women okay. by Talib Kweli, where uh, it's a an interpolation of a Nina Simone song okay. called Four Women. <clears throat> yeah. And um, that was even like one of the possible titles for it, but I was like, no, nah, I'm just be straightforward to call it Say Her Name. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I learned so much from the music that I listened to uh, growing up. And so the more I started making music, it's like I want to drop stuff in there. And whether people know it or not, I want you to, like, because that's the way I am. I'll Google stuff. I hear something that I don't know. I'm like, what are they talking about? What name? Who is that? Real like, I'm, I'm going to yeah. look it up because I don't want to not know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so that's my approach to making music to put people on the stuff that they may or may not have heard of. Like, when when I, so I dropped the first single, which is Juneteenth. Right. Um. It's very expensive, but I sold it for six dollars and nineteen cents. Yeah. Why did I sell for six dollars? Because I want people because there were still people that I was walking into who had they were like, "What What does Juneteenth mean? Like, why why June nineteenth? Like, okay, so let me explain to you. My album, um, I just told people today. You know, of course, it's coming out tomorrow. I said it's only going to be available on Bandcamp first, and it's going to be sold for six dollars and nine. Excuse me. $16.19 because mm-hmm. you need to know what the significance of the year 1619 was. Right. That was the first time the slave ship landed hit, here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I want, but people may not know that off bet. So it's like, I want you to ask me about it. Mm-hmm. I, I want you, I want to talk to you about it. I want to, I want music to create this discourse. Like one of my biggest influences, like one of my top three musicians ever is Curtis Mayfield. Really? And, um, <laughs> and man, I learned so much. Mm-hmm. listening to Curtis Mayfield, like hearing songs like We People Who Are Darker Than Blue and really uh, confronting the the colorism um, issue in, in the black community or uh, mm-hmm. Move On Up. Like, man, these songs where it was like he made me feel... I, I never had to go through that feeling bad about being black or like my mm-hmm. dark skin being ugly or da-da-da-da because like... I'm saying, you know, Curtis Mayfield really influenced me. Like, yeah. love who yeah, you yeah. are, exactly where you are. You're yeah, black, and you sure. should be proud of all that. So, um, like I said, they, these are the musicians, in a sense, that raised me. And so I know that there's a, a 14-year-old who may not listen to Curtis Mayfield, but if he listens to Fifth Child for whatever reason, you're going to get some of the same sentiments, some of the same rhetoric. Hey, that's crazy. That's amazing. Who who do you listen to that, you know, outside of Curtis Mayfield that mm-hmm. kind of, gets you going it, it like as far as like creative process or do you not have to listen to other artists you kind of just it's kind of just uh live your life type of deal and then write when you write type of deal belkalese almanzar who is that cardi b <laughs> <laughs> that's her government name <laughs> i was listen- man i was man barty be give me like for real you know, that's yeah, crazy man. son i would have <laughs> never guessed that <laughs> man i was probably like yeah you be listening to j cole like Cardi I be listening to Barty, <laughs> Barty gang, man. No, for real, though. but I'm I'm very serious. <laughs> I know, I know it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, lately, lately, I I listen. There's a, a group from from Houston. Uh, this tri- this trio called Krungbin. Okay. Spell yeah. really weird, but if you're familiar, with yeah, Krungbin, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Super dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super duper dope. Um. I also. Yes, there's there's a lot of music that's more instrumental. There's a group called Salt. I don't even know where they're from, but look them up too. S A U L T. 
S-A-U-L-T. S-A-U-L-T. And the cover is just like some hands like this. Yeah. And um, that album is called Rise. But and, and you know, a lot of it is instrumental. Yeah. Because I've been, for for years, like I said, this is my ninth album. So I've I've been the guy with like big old composition books stacked up of, of, of lyrics. And it's like, I feel comfortable in that. But also as a as an artist and as a musician, I'm learning and growing on how to use my voice like an instrument and pay more attention to cadences. Big Chris is like a monster at cadences. Yeah, you know what I'm for saying? sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like there are some artists who are just who are just naturally super gifted at it. Yeah. That's not anything that comes to me naturally because if I, since I started off as kind of more so a poet, mm-hmm. um, it's like I'd be so concentrated on what I'm saying Rather and not how, you how see I'm it. saying it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so a lot of... Uh, so I'm still growing in that in that regard, and so some of the artists that I listen to are a lot better than me. Okay. At that, you know. Yeah, the so. the cadence, the delivery part. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, why yeah. I, that's why I listen to. Yeah, you kind of like a. You know yeah, saying? yeah. You kind of like a laid back type of, you know. And that's the Jay Z. Yeah. That's that's the Jay Z because yeah. like if I I, t- I told you Curtis Mayfield was in my top three, my favorite musician of all time. Yeah. Like any genre is Jay Z. You yeah. know what I'm saying, and um. And I noticed that, like, he has that lazy kind of, you know, yeah. kind of, almost kind of whining kind of flow. And it's yeah. like, yeah, Steve, you do that. So um, my voice has never, in my opinion, been uh, to my, ben- my benefit, my rap voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not crazy about my rap voice. There, you know. Right. There's some people who are just, like, having great rap voices. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People like, yeah, like Dollar Black, I always tell yeah. him. Man, <laughs> like anything you say, it'll, it'll sound dope. Yeah. Like, you, you can say anything, it's going to yeah, sound cool. Yeah, I always tell him, I said, dude, you got, like, the best voice over the mic. <laughs> yeah. For real, Shout man. out to Dollar. <laughs> For real. And, that's, and you know what? They're, like, I, I keep everything, I play everything really, really close to the chest. I don't do a lot of collaboration. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool with a bunch of people. I, don't, I just don't do a lot of collaboration. But um, Dollar Black is one of those people who I talk to mm-hmm. frequently. Uh, sometimes I'm about the artistic side of music, but more so than often, it's about the the business side of music. Right. And we're just kind of like, hey man, you heard about this book, such and such? Hey dog, man, so, yeah. So we're we're kind of on that tip, but but yeah, man, I I hate him for his, for his rap voice. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's good. So good it's, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, so to end it off, you know, listening to your album, I I got the sense that I feel like you're in a great place mentally. As far as you know, you having a family, uh, making music, that type of deal, and self confidence all the way through there, through the roof. So, talk to me a little bit about how are you feeling currently and mentally, and do you feel as a black man? Do you how what level of freedom do you feel that you have in the U.S.? I know it's kind of a, a subjective question, but it's kind of you know. You know, it's Juneteenth. I feel free, but mm-hmm. I kind of don't feel free. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about how you feeling about that. I put myself in a in a bubble, mm. meaning like I know that, and and I also don't have cable, oh, so yeah. I so that I helps. don't watch <laughs> the news. Yeah. And because if you watch the news, I feel like you're going to go insane mm-hmm. if you watch it, you know, enough. Um, <clears throat> and just as far as, like, I, I understand that there's a lot of 
pain, like even last year with, with COVID, mm-hmm. I understand it was a lot of pain, like a lot of people suffering and stuff like that. But 2020 was one of the best years in my entire life. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? And it's weird because I've like, been hearing different people say that stuff. Yeah. Man, it was one of the best years. I got to work from home. Yeah. I mean, I, I got married on Juneteenth last year. Yeah. Uh, musically, and this is the weird part, man, is that even though I hadn't released an album since 2018, and so I wasn't doing shows or anything like that, I made more money from music in Last 2020 year. than I ever have in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I ever have in my entire That's life. That's crazy. And it's because, you know, it's because of work done before then, like making sure I got my business up straight, making sure I got my publishing, making sure that I'm, you know, selling beats or I started doing more film scoring and, you know, just like a lot of stuff yeah. was just, just really falling into place. And so I'm, I'm blessed beyond belief. And um, so even with the, the thing, but because of that, also had survivor's guilt. Right. Because I saw people suffering. It's like, dang, mm-hmm. like what can I what can I do about it? I can't do nothing about it. And it's like I'm I it's hard for me to celebrate over here because my life is going so well. It's yeah. like the world in turmoil. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Like like George Floyd and everything. Like all right. this stuff is, is is falling apart. And um at the same time like I said, I, I almost feel like I, I live in a bubble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I even, there's a line on uh, that song, You Never Know, it's like, uh, down south I could hear two things in my mama room, gunshots bucking in the night and the mm-hmm. sonic boom, and I could really hear that. Yeah. When I was going, because I grew up in South Jackson, I could always hear gunshots at the left I heard it at Jackson and, State. And yeah. you can hear Jackson yeah. State yeah. practicing yeah. like it. Yeah, Jackson right? State, you heard gunshots I'm, and you heard the sonic boom. Not, so you know I'm not making <laughs> yeah, this up. Yeah, yeah, like, I definitely know what you're up. talking about. And, but, but in this in this bubble, man, um, in this bubble, I I absolutely feel feel free mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, freedom is still going to be a state of mind. Real. You know what I'm saying? There mm-hmm. are people who in who are in prison who are mentally free and there are people who have fortune 500 you know executive jobs they feel entrapped. and they yeah. feel entrapped and yeah, they're right. jumping out of windows because they you know because they don't so knowing first that it's a, a, a state of mind for sure um you ever read asada uh i read some of it it's excerpts yeah, Man, it's, it's really really heavy. Yeah, yeah, I'm and especially like the last couple of pages. The last yeah. couple of pages read like a movie, but yeah. Um, but just her, even with her being, you know, in political asylum in Cuba, mm-hmm. like yeah. she's free, but she ain't free. Free. Mm-hmm. You know. So having said that, and I think I'm I'm missing out on part of the question. Nah, but, you don't. Um, <laughs> but as as a state of mind, absolutely, and and I and that. The a victim, man. I'm not like downplaying oppression or anything like that, but but victim is just not a hat that I put on. I feel it's just that. not a that's not a, a load I carry mm-hmm. um, mentally and spiritually. I'll say that. Hey, that's the that's the most important right there. Cause even cause I would say you know even you know even some people that was in slavery, some of the people that was in slavery, even with their family, at some times they felt freedom in, in as a peace of mind. They found they found uh, solace in, you know, praising God and being with their family, the time that they was able to spend and stuff like that. So I definitely, 
I definitely feel what you're saying. You got people that's in prison that still feel freer in there than they did on the outside, you know. So definitely, dog. I definitely uh, feel that. I applaud you. I applaud your work, and and it's it's beautiful, you know. Y'all y'all go get it tomorrow. Untitled, Fifth Child. Shout out to him, and um, be blessed, man. Thankful to have you on, dog. I appreciate it, bro. Oh yeah, I appreciate no, it. No real. question. Everybody. Keep listening to the Verbal Intercourse Podcast, and we out.